Cora, and welcome to my podcast, Filmmaking, Actually. As you may know, we have a Patreon where we host monthly panels and we record and release some of the audio here on this podcast. Last week, we talked with some amazing guests, Sarah M. Penn, Jocelyn Martinez, Alex Hefner, and Nick Gambino, who have all had different paths to where they are in their current careers as filmmakers. We talked about the pros and cons and pros and cons of film school. The reason we called it the pros and cons and pros and cons is because there's lots of different paths you can take as a filmmaker, and we discussed what the different options are. I'm excited to share parts of that whole panel with you, and that will be up soon. For now, at the end of the panel, when we opened it up for audience questions, I felt that this particular part of that conversation was important enough to rush and get posted right away. So here's that portion of the panel, which I wanted to share with you all now. I'm going to go ahead and put the next two questions together. Amelia said, how can you develop more discipline? And then especially if you have ADHD. And then Jenna added, I'll add onto Amelia's question by adding having autism with a chance of going nonverbal at times. I'll let uh, different people answer this as well. I will say that there is a group called Forward Doc. It's filmmakers with disabilities, documentary filmmakers, FWD-Doc. If you look them up, there's a Facebook group. There's a Google group, so you'll get emails. There's like monthly networking, Zooms. There's a very wide network of mentors who specifically help filmmakers with disabilities and provide opportunities for filmmakers with disabilities and provide spaces that are very disability conscious and make space where you're not fighting your disability to be included in the space. So I would recommend joining that group first and foremost. And then as a very general rule, and I'll open this up to the rest of the panel, I am someone who does live with several uh, disabilities. And one of my mentors I met at Sundance and her film documentary was screening. And she basically told me that the world as it is right now is not built for people like me. It just isn't. And that's just what, the, that's the cold, hard, awful truth. And part of my choosing this hard path is I have to not only do the work of being a filmmaker and everything else that I do, but I also have to make space for myself, whatever that means. Whether that means that when I travel, I have to do specific things to make sure that I'm physically able to do that travel, whether it means that I need to build accommodations for myself into a, a project or into a set, whether it means that I need to approach something slightly differently to make space for myself. That has been the most life-changing advice. We were talking about a film that I was being hired to direct and we were going over the schedule and I was kind of panicking because I wasn't producing it. And she asked me, she said, can you do this? Like, are you actually physically able to do this? And I started crying and I said, no. And she was like, you need to change that. You need to make this something that you can do. And they're not going to do it for you. You have to do it. So it's a very awful, awful, awful position to be in. And it sucks. And it's not fair. And I could throw a temper tantrum and flip the table and scream and cry and bang my fists against the wall, which is what I want to do a lot of the time. Or I can keep working with people like Forward Doc and for myself to continue to make space for people like me to continue to make it so it's not so hard. And to know that I'm just going to have to work a little bit harder and I'm just going to have to figure out what I can do and to continue to network with people who help give me advice and help tell me ways that they do it 
I do not have autism. I cannot speak to that specifically. My discipline comes from just being disciplined. It sucks. I don't, I wish I had another way to say that I solved my ADHD by just going, I'm going to make it go away now. That's not (laughs) how that works. Um, But there is an element of building up a system around you, whether it's notepads or checklists or bullet journals or documents or where you put your papers or how you schedule your day. You need to find out what works for you and then be very, very, very disciplined about how you keep your discipline. And it it sucks. I wish there was a shortcut, but there there really isn't. Um, Sarah, I don't know if you want to speak on this at all or if there's anyone else who wants to talk. Yeah, I can speak to it. Um, hi, I'm Sarah. I'm autistic. <laughs> it's not something that I think a ton of people know about, but I'm very open about speaking to it. And one of the things that I was strongly worried about as a senior in college graduating was, you know, I never had an ambition to work at one of those big companies that I mentioned before, but I also knew that realistically speaking, my body probably wasn't going to hold up to work at them. So one of the things that I really, you know, I talk about working at Space Dream and it's fantastic. One of the reasons it is fantastic is because I'm able to work in a way that works for me. I know that I can say, hey, if I'm having a bad day, like it's okay. And so the, there's two parts of this answer that I really want to share is first is finding people that are accepting and unfortunately recognizing that this industry is not going to be overflowing with those. We're working to change it. We're heavily working to change it, but a change is never immediate. And it is the most frustrating yet once you accept it, you're going to be a lot less frustrated in life because you can kind of chalk it off of more work to do moving on with my day um and then the second part is that answering the discipline is when you're on like the neurodivergent spectrum you're not going to work in the same way everyone else is going to work and that's okay it's finding what works for you if you find something and whether it's an app or a uh, software or anything that you're finding, okay, this is helping me, this is getting my routine, or this is making my brain happy, or this is checking the boxes, that's when you continue doing that. And sometimes you continue doing that until it's no longer working. And that's okay too. Sometimes you have to switch up your routine because your brain said, oh, that doesn't work anymore. And that's when you find a new thing and it's okay to, you know, pivot and change up your routine. But I think the first thing is accepting that it is okay to think in a different way or to operate in a different method than others around you are operating. And as soon as you learn to accept that in yourself, then you can encourage others to join you in that space of acceptance. And also don't be afraid to advocate for your needs. You know, I have a service animal. And so there are certain things that if I'm going on a film set, I have to be very cognizant about having a service animal and speaking up not only gets me the accommodations that help me succeed, it also lets everyone else be successful by setting me up for success. And so that goes back to that team collaboration, you know, communication is key and some people aren't going to be receptive, but you'll be very, very surprised when you start just being honest and saying, hey, this is what I need how many people actually are receptive. And that's a great feeling too, is when you do have those successes. Yeah, for sure. I think for for me, one thing is I'm not diagnosed necessarily with ADD, but I know two people in my immediate family are, and I do show symptoms of it for sure. So for me, it's been a lot of kind of personal 
how do I get myself to stay on task <laughs> and how to do things? Uh, kind of like Cora was saying, I just have like post-it notes floating everywhere. Sometimes I'll even just like straight up write a post-it note and put it on my fridge. So when I go in there for lunch, I'm like, did you do the thing? Is it really lunchtime yet? <laughs> but uh, also a lot of it is just kind of making my environment. If you, you know, if you do have the fortune to work from home, making your environment conducive to what you need to do. So I invested in some like color changing lights so I can set the light to whatever colors I need. And then I'll put on whatever music I need, whether it's something more energetic or just some kind of droning lo-fi background, something that just keeps my mind off of the world around me. And so, yeah, there are ways to work around it. And that's going to be obviously very case by case. And I, it's not to say it works for me every day, uh, but uh, I do kind of towards the other point where I don't have as much to deal with it personally. Um, my company does, we do have one person who will sometimes, they've never discussed it openly, but you can very much tell that sometimes they just kind of go nonverbal. And if we are doing work meetings, they'll sometimes just kind of turn their mic off and their responses become very singular text words. Uh, and I was, I was kind of fortunate enough. I think my, my, my side of the industry is very open to that. And I think that's kind of becoming more and more ubiquitous, hopefully. So, uh, I think kind of just being upfront with people early on in the process about, you know, maybe not having to go in and divulge everything that is personal to you, but maybe having to divulge what you may need. Uh, in an environment to feel comfortable and do what you need to do, that I think people are going to be a lot more accepting nowadays to that. And you don't need to be neurodivergent to need help focusing. Like, it's hard. Being disciplined is hard, even for the most competent, capable people. Like, waking up in the morning and writing, I mean, even Nick said he spent years going, I probably could have been working a little harder. Like, and it's okay. It, it's there's a expression I love. I think it's a Japanese proverb. It's fall down seven times, stand up eight. Just because you fell down, it literally doesn't matter if it's the seventh or the seven thousandth. I mean, maybe if you're falling down seven thousand times, you should reevaluate <laughs> and see if maybe there's doctor. something. Yeah, exactly. Um, but can you get up that one more time? Can you figure out maybe what you can do to help keep yourself from falling? Maybe you should take off the roller skates. Maybe you should get crutches. You know, whatever you need to not keep falling down. And it doesn't matter whether you're a neurodivergent person, whether you're someone who's completely able-bodied and whose mind functions perfectly. Again, I think this just comes back to kind of what I was saying about finding the path that's right for you, having a network around you that is the right network. That is, you know, Nick was talking about like the Twitter groups. Alex was talking about there's like support for people who are trying to learn VFX and ways. And Jocelyn's talking about her peers. You know, it. I'm not like, I'm sure Sarah said something, but my, my brain is hitting the, it's getting late. Um, but at the end of the day, it really is a you choice and it's a you path. And it's what mentors you're going to find, whether you're going to do the work of Googling forward doc and joining it and reaching out, or if you're not, and if you're going to find something else and it comes down to, you know, I'm going to just mention Jocelyn, the way her face, like just could light up Yankee Stadium when she talks about writing. And she's like, I will find a rock and I will carve on the wall, you know, find that thing. I know you will, which I, I respect that about you so much. And it inspires me, like working with people like you, like to just remember that passion. And I think as long as you are on a path where you wake up in the morning and you're like so excited 
Like there's that meme that says, if you hate Mondays, maybe you should change your job. I love Mondays. Well, I've had all of my Mondays is I tend to get more emails than I did over the weekend. But um, <laughs> that's because I hate emails, not because I hate Mondays. Um, I also think that discipline comes a little easier when you're doing what you love. I am much more disciplined about the things that I want to do than I am about things like doing taxes <laughs> or accounting or, you know, paperwork. I don't know if anyone has anything they want to um, add to that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just discipline in general is the only thing I can speak to intelligently or coherently, maybe. Um, I'm not naturally a self-disciplined person. Like, it's not a natural thing. It takes a lot of work as well. And, I, and I'm very emotional in the way I work and the way I write. I just provide, just like everybody's saying here, I provide myself with the things I need to get the job done. I am good at goal attainment. I just don't necessarily organize the best way towards it. I just keep it in my mind at all times. I'm focused on that thing at the end that I want to get to, which is why becoming successful as a screenwriter, I kept it in the distance and I kept moving towards it. And I didn't go, oh, I didn't write 10 hours today. And I didn't write 10 hours the next day. Like, it's like, all right, I'll just keep that focus and I keep the steps towards doing that. And if I'm moving towards it in some fashion or, you know, towards that goal, whether it's the end of a single screenplay or it's the end of my screen writing career or the end of my life uh you know i'm just slowly moving towards it and i'm just keeping that in the distance and that's the thing i'm working towards and it, i don't have to beat myself up about the fact that i didn't write enough pages today or whatever yeah and end of end of your life just focused on that yeah, <laughs> i'm very much focused on that can't wait now if you'd like to access the full video for this and our earlier workshops, you can join our Patreon for Space Dream Productions for as little as $1.99 a month, or more if you'd like. You'll have access to all the upcoming panels, as well as full video recordings of all of our past panels. Audio clips will continue to be posted here for free, and will be added on YouTube with captions, and full transcripts will be posted on our blog at our website, spacedreamfilms.com, under the Filmmaking Actually tab. As always, please let us know if there is another topic that you would like to see covered or hear covered. And that's the end of the podcast. Okay, bye. You've been listening to Filmmaking Actually with Cora Linda, Space Dream Productions podcast. Subscribe to us on any or all the podcast platforms, but we especially recommend our sponsor, Anchor. If you like what you hear, leave us five-star ratings and positive reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. It helps more listeners like you discover the show. But the best thing you can do if you really like the show is tell a friend. Want to leave a comment or ask a question? Email at filmmakingactually at gmail.com. This is Space Speaking, and you know all those Wild West movies full of conflict and bloodshed? That could have all been avoided if they just built the towns big enough for everyone. And we'll see you next time.